Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Well, 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 I have to say, um, it is exciting to start talking baseball, the Mets, my life, and everything. Um, I haven't done the Mets and more podcasts in a long time. Pretty much since the season ended, I started a different podcast, The Metal and Me, which is definitely geared for more funny stuff and, and more rock and to promote my album that's coming out. Yes, an album, and when I say album, I mean a rock album that I honestly have to say I have a really high expectations for this thing. It's called Songs from My Garage. It's it's the real deal. I, I'm actually making a video, or hopefully, maybe you, the fans, can help, where I'm making a montage of great Mets moments to one of my songs, and the song is called Who's Better Than Us. It's really, it's, it's, it's an exciting song. Everyone that I've listened to it really loves the song, but let me, let me just catch you up with life. First of all, thank, I, there, there's been so many of you that said, where's this, what happened to the podcast? I want to hear more of it. I want to hear more of it. And here we are. When you venture into this, if you've never heard it before, I, this is more of my real personal life. Actually, I'm driving to Arlington, Virginia right now to do shows tonight at the uh, Draft House. I'm going to do two, two tonight's a Thursday night, two tomorrow night's a Friday night. Then I go to Saturday for a record store thing with the, with the rock album. And then I have a show in West Hampton Beach Pack Center. With that, the new season has arrived. What do we feel? I will tell you this. First of all, Anybody who loves baseball, I mean, absolutely loves baseball and hasn't played in a while and you always had a desire to play it, and and especially if you love the Mets, sign up now for that fantasy camp. I did it last year. I did it in January. I swear my life, I think of it every day. Every day. The camaraderie. The, the the playing baseball. I always want to do it, but I'm not going to lie to you. I honestly thought when you when you sign up for a fantasy camp, and you may not be a Mets fan. Look, if if you love baseball and whatever your team is, look to see if they have a fantasy camp and if you can swing it with the price. I don't know what your budget is. I know sometimes the prices are a little hefty, but and from what I hear, the Mets camp is one of the best ones because. When I was there, there was guys that have been to the Red Sox, the, the Cardinals, the Yankees, and there's guys that aren't even Met fans that just like going to the camps and playing baseball. So, now before, once I knew I was doing this, and, and I have to honestly say, the Mets are not 
they're not telling me to promote. This is my honest... I, I don't promote things. I think you've noticed that by now. I had two million viewers during the World Series. And I had a, a million things going, Hey, will you mention this and mention... No. But then, then it becomes a commercial. I don't want to... I'd like to have money and, you know... <laughs> My daughter's ready to go to college and buy cars. Yeah, I'd like to do that. But I'm just being honest and passionate. To me, I found at this part of my life, if I'm passionate, it just comes across that way. And I'm not promoting the fantasy camp. I swear on my kid's life, nobody asked me to promote it. Uh, the Mets don't give me nothing. I'm just telling you, as a person that loves baseball, Oh my God, you got to do this. I'm already signed up for next January. I'm already signed up. I'm trying to get my friends to go down there. So with that said, when I first when I first um, signed up, I didn't know you played games. I really thought, hey, you take batting practice. Um, you take ground balls. It's like a big BP session with all the old players. That's what I really thought I was looking at. Oh, hopefully Daryl Strawberry's there and Ed Cranepole and Jerry Kuzman and you know, Dwight Gooden, something like that. So I'm at my friend's house one night and, and uh, one of the guy goes, Hey, uh, I heard you're going to the Mets Fantasy Camp because I've done it twice. I mean, you're kidding. What, what? He goes, You better get in shape. What do you mean I got to get in shape? Because you're playing games. It's really competitive. Like, people get hurt. When I was there, people got pulled their hamstring. Went, what? I go, what do you mean you're playing games? He goes, you play games. He goes, the Mets are the coaches. There's about 15, 20 Mets. They scout you the first day or two. Then they pick the teams. And then you guys compete against each other. And then it comes down to two teams. You have a championship game. On, on the main field where they play spring training under the lights and the whole shabiggle. Uh, hopefully some Mets show up. And then then you play the Mets. Like the bet, you know, all you guys play the Mets the next day. Like, what? He goes, oh yeah, people get hurt. Like, you need to train. So I started training, I'm not exaggerating, in October. When the Mets were in the World Series and the play, I um, I was already in training, working my core. I'd never been to a gym. I, I can't remember the last time I went to a gym, but I, I listened to them loud and clear. The last thing I wanted was to get hurt. I didn't do much stretching. I'm not gonna lie to you. I did all weights. I really worked on my legs and I really worked on my core. I did a lot of. Uh, core, stomach stuff, tons of it. I, I still do. This is the first time in my life that I've used so much weights. I don't look like a big gorilla, but it's starting to build up, and it helped me tremendously. Now, the last time I played baseball was like, I, I'm going to say I was 17 years old. I was in high school, and I was pretty good, but I wasn't fully developed, and I kind of feared the ball from really fast pitches. I was not a good fastball hitter whatsoever. I played first base, and I still to this day have that moment when 
I struck out. You know, when everyone else was hitting the ball, I struck out against the fast pitcher. And I also had that moment in my head where, because I was a really good hitter, I can hit the ball. And I was on first base. And whenever anyone would throw it in the dirt, 99% of the time I missed the ball. And I remember in high school playing a game, Steve Jamello's on shortstop, unbelievable ball player. A small guy that can murder the ball, unbelievable fielder, and ground balls hit to him, and I just remember him throwing the ball, it was head to the dirt, and he just went, oh, shit, you know, he just, he knew right away I was going to miss it, and I, I'm pretty sure I dropped it, and I think about that, now, when I had kids, and once they, my, my youngest one plays baseball, my youngest one loves baseball. She loves Curtis Granderson. That's her guy. So um, as she she's one of two girls that plays in the Little League. She does not want to play softball. She wants to play the Little League uh, with the boys. And she did very well. This is the first year she's not going to do it. But as I was doing that I started going to batting cages and you know throw, I found myself as I got older fearless in so many more things in my life. And one of them was baseball. And my whole life, all I wanted to do was to be able to get back on the diamond. Be able to swing at a pitcher that could throw a fast pitch. And have one last chance on first base. And someone throwing the dirt and me be able to scoop it out. So cut to this past January. And I'm at the Mets Fantasy Camp. Now I'm really nervous, and one of my all-time favorite players was John Stearns, and he's the first guy I see. And it's, you're just, you're resorting right back to being a child. The, the Mets are there, you see Dwight Gooden, and everyone's on the, everyone's treated on the same level. You're, you're just, you're one of the ball players. I'm, I was next to Turk Wengel. What a great guy. You guys guy's never drank, smoked, did nothing in his life, and everyone just thinks he's bat nuts because he goes hunting and he wears a short suit. I got great stories. He told me some great stories. Dwight Gooden told me a, great, a couple great stories, too. So, I'll get into that, too. We'll get into that stuff, too. So, now we're playing the games, and I was able to hit the ball in batting practice. That was fine. But when the game started... And there was a pitcher who everyone was afraid of because he threw kind of fast. You have to be 30 and over. He was probably in his 50s, but he could, he could hurl the ball. When I say hurl, I'm talking 60, maybe, maybe. But when you're 48 years old and you haven't seen someone throw a ball at you for a while. And he had a crazy uh, screwball. So I'm batting lefty. He throws righty. The ball would curve away from me. And I clocked it. I clocked it. And it, it brings you back to a child of what a great feeling that is to just clock the ball in the Oh my God. I think of it every day. And another great moment. It's a, kind of a close game where we have to get out of the inning. These guys have Bases loaded, one out, ground ball, hit the second, throw to shortstop. He gets it, one out, 
throws it at me. It's in the dirt. And I scoop that sucker up. Inning, ending, double play. I'll tell you what, it was redemption from my own little self. And it was one of the greatest... It, you know, I've worked with Pesci, De Niro, uh, Nicholson. It, these little tiny moments in life, besides spending with your kids and having a little moment with your child, these are moments in life that put big smiles on your face when you're in that rocking chair and you're an old man sitting back reflecting on great moments. I'm telling you right now, I can't wait to go back. So that's, I, I just want to start off with that. Not, I, we'll get into, I don't want to go too crazy. You know, I will tell you this, Turk, um, remember Steve Tratchell on the Mets? Steve Tratchell? Ah, maybe I shouldn't tell this stuff. <laughs> I'm going to need permission to tell this. You know what? I'm sorry, strung you along, but I will just say this. There was a moment where Steve Tratchell tried to hit somebody. Tried to hit somebody back in the days. And he was a guy that needed to, um, he had a routine. And apparently it's true. Like if you have a routine, you, know, you wake up, you eat, eat cereal a certain way, and then you walk into the clubhouse a certain way, it's really all in your head. And if you fall off that routine, you could lose your mind. I think Pelfrey was that way. Remember Pelfrey? He would lose his mind at times. Well, Apparently, he was so out of whack because he was trying to hit someone that he, not only did he miss it, but the guy hit a three-run homer off him. And I can't, you know what? I, I jumped the gun here, and I shouldn't tell. I shouldn't tell too many <laughs> inside stories. I think that's something you'd have to go to camp. But I will tell you this: a cool Dwight Gooden story. Dwight Gooden, what a pleasant man! What a good human. He he's telling me. This brings it back to family life. You know, my kids, they don't really know what I did or on Saturday Live or, or the movie Half-Baked. Like they know it, but don't really know it. And they know more of what I do now. They know Dad is a stand-up comedian, and he, he goes on social media. And he's, a, he's really into the Mets, and he loves baseball and all that jazz. But... And sometimes you think that's just you, and I'd rather... I be honest with you, I'd rather just be dad to my children. I don't I don't wanna be Hey, you know, dad is uh someone pretty special. Um But Dwight Gooden told me this amazing father story. He says I, I don't I think it was his ten year old, eleven year old, he's going he goes, Jim, my son says he wants to pitch. Now, the only time he's ever seen me pitch, he doesn't know my Met Glory days. He doesn't know about the days I pitched with the Yankees and had the no-hitter. He goes, all he really knows is that when I play old-timers games at Yankee Stadium, that's the only games he's ever been to. Because, oh, he's, you know, he's going out in Little League or whatever, and he's going out to pitch. And he's, he's practicing with Dwight in the backyard and he goes, you know, son, you're you know, try kicking your leg like this and your mechanics when you come over. And his son, Dwight Gooden's son, goes, Dad, I've been talking to the coach. I think, uh, I think I know how to pitch. He's been showing me what to do. He goes, what, what I mean, 
what pitching have you done? And Dwight tries to explain. He's like, no, you don't understand. Uh, you know, Dad, Daddy used to pitch. And his son goes, what do you mean, with the old people at Yankee Stadium? Uh, no, no. And, and kids are what they are. Kids are like, yeah, well, you know, I've been talking to the coach. So now, now his son is playing a game. He's pitched a game, and he says, Dwight goes, I can't help it. I can see his mechanics. All he's got to do is change one, two things. So he, he pulls him to the side. He's like, son, you're just, you're just one little mechanic off him. And his son stops him in his tracks. He goes, Dad, my coach knows what he's doing. He's the one helping me pitch, so don't worry about it. Isn't that, isn't that nuts? It's just life could be that simple. Here's one of the greatest. That's like, that's like Adam Sandler telling his child how to, how to be funny. Hey, listen, you go to, and and this and the kid's like, Dad, I got this. I'm in comedy class. I'm at comedy class with the local uh, comedy club owner. Are you what? But it's just it's the way life is. I I guess this all comes down to. Um, and, and and when you're at the, this all comes down to the camp what I'm telling you right now is one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in my whole life it was such a great time walking in to the clubhouse and your and your uniform is ready and there's trainers there and and the you become friends I'm gonna say about 30 to 35 of the guys that came to camp have come to see me live perform. And, and, and the toughest part was we made, my team made it to the championship and we lost on the championship. And I'm not gonna lie to you, it hurt. It hurt losing a close game and watching them jump all over each other on the mound. That, that hurt. When you're there, you wanna win. I didn't. I just was there for fun. But when you're in the big game, you want to win. Uh, we didn't win, but it's always next year. Again, if you have a chance, you have the funds. You want to send someone for their 40th birthday, 50th birthday. They love playing baseball. They love the Mets. This could possibly be the greatest thing you can do. It's in January. Look up on their website or whatever and. Um, but yeah, so I just want to get that out of the way. Now we'll jump into some other stuff. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Geico has been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone. So you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. More power to you. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. You know, I've been married, it'll be 23 years this year. 23 years. My wife's doing great. A lot of people have asked, how is she doing? because of her two runs with cancer and cancer last year and chemo and that whole shebiggle which is 
another reason why those videos were so special because she was a huge inspiration behind that huge inspiration and it bonded our family it, it really brought us closer as a family unit to, to keep our mind off things and to root for something exciting and the Mets became another family member whatever your team sport is it becomes a, a family thing for you something to root something to give hope so she's doing she's doing really well. She, her hair is growing in. It started growing in during the summertime. She got a little peach fuzz, and then we kind of made fun of her. Not fun of her. She makes fun of herself because there may be part of her that's Jewish, and we had no clue. And the reason I say that is because when she has the BRCA gene, the cancer BRCA gene, and I think. The statistic is 95% of people with Jewish heritage uh, are the ones that get that. It's very rare, if you're not Jewish, that you get this cancer gene. And I remember the doctor bringing it up to us. Um, and we, you know, we said, I don't, as far as we know, she's not Jewish. Who knows? She may be. And we started looking at her parents. Went, you know what? I don't know, your father's honker. We may have something going on there. We may have something going on there. But, um, and then her hair came in and we kind of laughed because she has an afro. And it was like, huh, maybe you do have a Jewish gene. And my comedian friend who tours with me, Rich Aronovich, um, he always makes fun of his quote, Jew fro, he calls it, my Jew fro. And he was the one that goes, hey, Jim, your wife has a Jew fro. You might, you, you might want to look into that. And we, it was again something that would keep us going, and make us laugh, and give us hope. And it doesn't matter. I don't care what you call it. I don't care if she's Spanish, Jewish, Hindu. She's alive. She's doing great, and the family's doing great. And um, it's amazing. I, I think a lot of relationships fail because just a lack of commitment and communication. Communication, I have to honestly say, is probably the biggest, one of the biggest things you need to keep a long-term relationship going. You really need communication. When things are wrong, you need to speak your mind. Not not yell and not be confrontational. Speak your mind. Speak your mind. For those of you who read my book, I'm not high, but I got a lot of stories about being a, a go-to-dad and a spiritual warrior. In that, talked a lot about how my wife and I were in tr really bad trouble. We were in bad trouble after our second child, and I just threw it out there. Big-time communication. Listen, be honest with me. You don't want this. Let me know now. I. It's it's time for a change. We have to really think about this and jump into it. I don't want to end this, but let's just not try to kid ourselves. Let's figure this out. And are you willing to do it? Because I am. So... What, what throws her off a lot, and we're going to have this conversation right now, and hopefully this can help people. Um, there's been a keep, some people we know around town, when people cheat, 
what really causes cheating? What, what leads to cheating? What happens after you cheat? And so I'll call this the marriage warrior session for you guys to listen to. And hopefully it'll help somebody. I don't know. But this is the part of my life that I, I like letting people in. The more honest we are about our lives, the more we help each other. So um, check out this conversation with me my, and my wife on cheating. It's a, it's a pretty heavy conversation. So, what is your question? Why do men cheat? Well, there's... You're talking about just cheating, cheating? Or are you talking about they have a full-blown relationship with someone? Because that's another whole thing. Um... Like, if, you're, if a guy's just... If a guy's just... Not just, but he's, he's, a, he's with multiple partners and he's... Uh, all over the place well then yeah he's just trying to get his rockers off and that could be a lot of things I don't know it could be his ego it could be he's not happy in the bedroom it could be something like that but if he's in a relationship with someone else Ask me like what is he getting out of that relationship yeah like if if there's somebody cheating and they're in a long-term relationship with somebody other than their wife and vice versa you're it can happen the other way around i guess too what is that other person giving that giving you that you can't get at home or that you're not seeking it out at home I think a lot of couples are under the impression that, like, you know what I need. And it's your (laughs) job to fulfill that need. And repeatedly, (laughs) I am confused that nobody's mind a mind reader. So how can you expect, like, that's the one thing I love about our relationship is I expect nothing from you. Anymore. Anymore, yeah. In the beginning, I wanted you to take the garbage out and, you know... Whatever, little things. Well, little things. Whatever little things, things that want, built right. up to, I hate you. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, you know, you get rid of those over time or you learn what the person's really all about or you learn what really makes a relationship worth keeping together. Like, sure. you're my best friend. You're the one that understands me the most. You're, uh, you know, I'm attracted, attracted to you the most. Like, I don't, I'm never attracted to anybody but you. But, um, and I get it. People are. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know you always yeah, say okay, that. Yeah. I'm not. I totally... Yeah, what are you talking about? The other night you're watching a movie, you're like, Oh, oh no, 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 no. That Quinn, was... Eastwood's, <laughs> Quinn Eastwood's offspring. Oh. You, you'd even say... you'd even. That's how you describe them. That's... Oh. Oh. But I would never... Oh. I've done that. I'm saying... Perfect. If I, if I would... Oh. That, that was your... De- oh. What does the... Oh come from? What is... What is... Oh, describe. Are you describing his teeth when you go? Oh, are you thinking about? Oh wow, he really dresses nice. Oh, I, I doubt the primal oh, comes from. Uh, wow, you know what? I, I really like the way his eyebrows match his hair. Oh, all right, so let's let's not get carried away. No one. And by the way, I will say, 
That was a great night. I'll just say that. <laughs> That's so untrue. That is so <laughs> not true. <laughs> That's why I like when you watch the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm joking. Go ahead. Yeah, there's, no. Okay. So right. anyway. All right. Um, one of the, no, one, <laughs> back to Clint Eastwood's offspring. I, what, what implied the uh was if I were 20, that's what I'd be looking at. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I don't care. I, I and I don't. Really, I think I, it got. I think so. Anyway, back to what we're talking about. Like yeah. the whole, I just what makes you stay with somebody outside of somebody in your own home? Like, if it's that bad, I know. Don't you want to fix it though? Well, what? If, what if? Why are people so lazy? I don't know if it's lazy. There's people don't know how to communicate. But there's a lack of communication. You got to that point somehow. You got married. Yeah. You had children. Yeah, but a lot of problems happen once you have children. Yes, and I get that. Our, it was very tough for us when we had children, and and like we, you know, I found my faith. It made me stronger. It made me more understandable. I was I was very close-minded without my faith. But what makes other even people of faith, my friend? Yeah. I find that. They're most attacked by whatever twists your mind into swaying the other way. Like, so I'm not a guy, obviously. You are. And what makes, what do you think makes a man stray when on the outside everything looks so good and the family's good and the kids are good and everybody's so, I don't, it's so... I, what does a man need or want from a woman that they're not talking about to keep them close to home? Appreciate it. Just feel appreciated. Okay, everybody. If he's out, every, listen, a listen. lot of people want that. A lot right. of women want that. No, too, I know. Especially that. This Here, time. I'll give you an example. When I go out and I'm talking with certain guys, the biggest complaint is, well, I, I don't know what else she needs. I don't know what she wants. You know, she wants a big house. I got her the big house. She wants to spend money on this. She's got that. She wants to do this. She got. I don't know what else. What else do you want? What else do you want? So, so is you, it you? You. Well, I, and, and there's times where I felt like that, but you. Recently. No, oh, not okay. at all. But <laughs> you have, will say, a little text like, you know, what? I just want to let you know, I'm so thankful you're on the road. You're busting your chops, you're... It's that love scud missile. It's the love scud <laughs> missile. Well, because, well, I have to say, all like, the wonderful... No, let me finish, let me finish. It's the... I, I appreciate what you do. Um, we're so blessed. Like, that's a tiny moment that makes you go, Oh, alright, she, she is... Just like you. You want to know I'm thinking of you. Yeah, but okay, if... But I know that now, now that we've been married for so long, I know that that's stuff that makes you grow. What about younger couples or people that have only been together for a decade? Where I believe the first 10 years are the toughest in a relationship because you're being pulled in so many different directions that you forget about each other. Right. What? So what does a man need, or a woman need to hear from their partner? You're an animal. But, like, you and I hit on each other all the time. Yes. But, like, you know. Yes. But then there's times where, you know. Okay, let me ask you this. It could be many things. All right, for instance, we know couples where the female will constantly take shots at her husband. They'll either put them down in front of people 
again, it comes with com- like communication. If I, if you're constantly putting me down in front of people, at the end of the day, I'm gonna think there's something you don't, you just don't like me. And we're stuck together because we have kids. And we don't want to go through the whole mess of, well, what am I going to do now? I, I got to get a house. Am I going to, like, what, I don't need this change. Well, that's and the people thing. Are, people it, are creatures of habit. But so. why wouldn't the other person that's feeling that way not speak up and be like, hey, you make me feel awful okay, when you not for nothing. speak to me that All way. All right. Did we not have that situation in the beginning? I came yeah, to a absolutely. couple times. Yeah, and I don't want to, the first 10 No, years, no, no, yeah. no. And the, but what I'm saying is I came to you a couple times. And I said, I know you don't like me. I know there's something going on. Da, 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 da. And then I think it was towards the last one where I went, what are we doing? Because I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. So what if when you communicate it, there's no, nothing happens. Well, now what? Now you're trapped. Now what do you do? Well, I I personally found my faith and it made me look at you in a whole different way. I looked through you I looked at you through God's eyes instead of my own cuz mine were so clouded by untruths and things like that. But and and people well, you also hear, had... but people don't want to hear that and I understand no, that. No, no, like but, everybody uh, has their faith in their own good timing. Yeah. What what happens to the people that are of faith on both sides and this still happens? Yeah, but the listen, you can say faith all you want. At the end of the day, yes, it was faith. But you also, when you went into that world, you had some powerful, open-minded women around you. Yes. That that could relate and helped you with a different vision. It goes back to the, don't go, if your friend is telling you, if I go to someone, and I've done this. I, I, I used to go to certain friends that go, you know what, she this, she that, she that, and I'm tired of this, and they go, well, what about you? Do, do you do this? Do you do? And I didn't want to, not that I don't want to hear that, but it made me sit down and go, oh, wow, I didn't really think of that. I didn't really, I didn't really think about it. Rather than going, yeah, screw her. Yeah, you do deserve better. Oh, you know I what? See what you, mean. you deserve like, better. So you should do this. Where they so they, they actually did. were like you were part of the blame as well. Yes. I, do that. I have to say I do that with my friends as well. Yes. I'll go. Wait a minute. And just let me ask you, you something. Are you around? Right. right. Are you or like are, when he comes? Home, like I noticed after the kids are starting to grow, you know, we're getting tired. Whatever. After a while, I realized like you being home was your sanctuary, and even though I was in the. Sh- I hate to use bad words on, online, but even though I was in the shit all week, <laughs> up to my neck with bickering, henpecking, ungrateful, selfish little humans, <laughs> when you come home, what I used to do was, here, they're all yours, and F you for coming home not sooner, and I'm done, and you know, you don't understand what I've been through, and blah, blah. what I started to do was. It still happens, by the way. No, I, I, no, I don't blame you. No, 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 I, blame I, me. No, I bleed on you, yeah, yeah. but I don't blame you anymore. Where before I kind of resented you being away. Now, when you get home, I make sure I threaten the kids' lives. I'm like, no fighting. You pick up. Daddy's coming home. You know, I make it so that your entry back into our home is what is going to make you happy because I don't want you liking the road more than our house. Ah. So I make, I, cause I hear so many people that are like, 
Yeah. He's never home, or right. she works all the time, right. or she's busy volunteering too much. Not that right. you know, volunteering is a, a blessed thing. But at the except end of the day, your you're leaving. Except your husband, right? And your family comes first, right? And if it interferes with any of those things, I have I have a big beef with that. That's because the, then these people, these women, come to me and they're well, like, "What's your foundation?" I miss my husband, and I think something's going on. I'm like. Why aren't why aren't you guys figuring things out for each other? The kids are gonna survive. Right. We we survived changes when we were younger. We're all okay. I believe we're all okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we I had a huge change when I was a teenager and I was terrified. Right. But like we I I think a matter of fact it made me grow into a better person. Like I don't uh, I I don't believe I don't believe sacrificing our marriages over changes for our children or making our kids do things that are just going to make them stronger people should be, I don't, I don't, why is that such a big deal? I mean, I think I'm getting off subject a little bit, but it goes back to these, these people, whether they're a man or woman, they're surprised when they're, or they're hurt when their spouse actually makes the first move in being absentee from the relationship and and again there are other circumstances where it's a big freaking surprise like right. were you right a like, shocker like oh my, i had no idea <laughs> right. like i trusted this person and he shit all over me right what <clears throat> that those are that's the those are the ones that make me like my hair curdle like i right what makes a guy like that or a woman think that their their need like wh what happens to your body when your needs are so much bigger than the family you've started even if it's a shit show at home what what can't be fixed before you take that step towards darkness and because it's not only affecting you and your marriage it's now trickled down into your poor children that have no idea why it happened it's now you know, like we keep our marriage very separate from our children. We're very, I believe we, we let them know that they're not really a part of what goes on between you and I. Right. Like, I think, I think that's also very important. Like our unity is ours and they're just, they're just a piece of it. Um, I think but kids get confused if they don't see fighting and arguing and distance and, you know, sleeping in separate bedrooms and like, I just... I don't know. I, I, it makes me so sad that people don't try to fix it before it just falls apart. Or they just don't want to work at it. You know, like, I, I don't know. It just makes me sad. No, I know. But like I said, I don't... You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I get that. You don't know what people... That, I always tell kids... Like, I tell the kids, you know, now that our oldest is dating... Take a good look at the family. Yeah. Because that that's the foundation right there. That's that's what's embedded. If that's a if that's a mess, and you just gotta know you're gonna have a lot of work on your you just, you're gonna have a lot of work on your hands. Um, right. But all right, back to the why a, why a man does that that's married. Well. Is 
again, what, what does anyone do it? You want to be, you're missing something. There's something missing. And if, if they start, here, like, for instance, I know a couple, I think you probably know a couple that, uh, the biggest complaint is he's always working or he's always blah, 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 where I truly believe it's way more satisfied to be working. Like you said, it, it feels so much better for, for a guy like me that travels. If I started, I, I start getting anxiety if I start booking too much because I don't want to be away. Right. But I know I have to be away, but I, when I balance it, I really like it. Right. Um, but You're if, talking about the guys that just don't wanna, don't even want to be home. It. Right. They, they don't, don't want to balance it, or they're tired of balance it, or they're or nothing's good enough for the other person at home. Like I get that too. Like I so you I cut, had to, when yeah. you were traveling a lot, and I and the kids were driving, and they were little. We're talking like maybe five years ago, maybe even more. Dory was definitely born. Um, and I remember it being so busy and so consuming, and you were nowhere around. You were—I think you were—you were just on tour or something. And I called a friend, a friend of ours whose husband tours a lot. And I—I I, I called her and I'm like, "How do you do this? I hate it. I—I I, I miss Jim. I need him around. I don't know what to do. I'm—I'm I'm struggling. I'm lonely. I'm like, I." And she's like, you know what? Focus on how he's making a living for your family. All the things you guys need and want are being taken care of. And look at all those great trips you get to go on and you're together and he's not working. Like you value those times when you're actually, when, because, the, because your business is part of traveling. Like you can't be home and do what you do. And I get that now. Like, and I'm really okay with it. I'm really comfortable when you go away. I, I enjoy my time alone. Uh, God gives me projects to do. Like I'm, I'm really, really, I'm, com I'm not ever lonely. And um, I feel like, I feel like that too is misunderstood by a lot of couples. That like there's, there's the hardworking dads that when they're home, they're home, and they're, they're like you really involve yourself with the kids and. And, and like, and you know, we find time to do whatever we want to do, even if it's just an hour, but like you're, you're present and you're so there and it's, it's really awesome where I don't, yeah, like I want you to be around. I want to, I want you to want to come home. And I think bitching and whining and complaining every time you step through the door is not going to whine. I think easy steps. E listen. Ego is always a major problem. Yeah, pride. Pride. pride so on both parties. if if both part, let's say the one party is the female's overbearing. She's bossy. She's the she's the boss. He is the more the worker. He works at wherever, not too far away. But he could also be taking care of the kids. Well, like, there's also families like that. Well, he's got little things, right? Maker. But at the end of the day. When you start feeling that, you should communicate. Like if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling, I really need uh, your comfort, perfection. That just doesn't even have to be sexual. Just no, I happen. To I know. need attention. Attention. But you have to say it, don't right? You? Right. You have to say it because you can't expect me to understand right. that. Like you're just right. you're you're needy, and I'm disconnected at the moment because I'm too busy. Like I have to say, when I when our when our lives are really busy, and there might not be time for intimacy, 
then during the day I'm like, you know, touching your butt or giving you a little smooch or just touching your shoulder, rubbing your back or just letting you know I'm still here. I'm right. just so busy and so tired. Flirting. Yeah, I'm just still flirting, but it doesn't mean like, you know, I necessarily want to do anything. I just want to let you know I'm still around. Just we're... Oh, so that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I can stop if you want. <laughs> You're just stringing me along. <laughs> no, but I think no, and I vice versa. Like, no, and that's if you awesome. If came home and you had your right. face in the computer all the time, right? And did it like, it didn't look up at all. If I bent over, I'd have, I'd be worried. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, right. I would be worried that you're not at least taking a peek or whatever. Like, I don't know. I just what's so so. There's always a sign. I think there's always a sign, and then one of you, one of the couple, one of them has to make a move or just sit next to the other and going you know what I know we haven't been around I know we don't talk about it. I just want to say I miss you and I just I don't know I want to talk let's get coffee yeah, how many couples do that? that let's go get coffee right? you know screw the kids let's get someone to watch the kids let's we just would go, go for coffee an hour and do you remember that we would yes. just go out for an hour and sometimes right. we didn't talk at all it was just being alone that yes. good. Oh. I mean, now we talk all the time. Like, I think we were just so tired back then where I just didn't even want to Yeah, talk. little kids, you just you just need <laughs> rest. The life out of you. Oh, they're great, but they suck the life out of you. <laughs> and then there's parents that just a thousand percent into the kids and you forget you're married. Yeah. And then that starts becoming a problem too. Yeah, because then when the kids are all gone, you're stuck with that person you left behind. Like, I never want to turn around and go, oh, you're still here? <laughs> like, damn, what do you want to do? Right. <laughs> like, I don't, I have such big plans with you. Like, yeah, I, and that's another plans? important thing. I think like when you get together, make plans with your, with your partner. And, and even if they're unrealistic, like, like make a bucket list together. Like what's what, ours? Well, I know we always talked about getting like the big giant RV and. Is that out now? No, I would still do that in a hot second. I still want to go to Florida though. Like so. Yeah, no, I think I want to go to Florida. I would love to have a little place in Florida, but. I want to be on a beach, warm weather. I can even do a little boat. See, now we're doing it. Like, even if not un <laughs> like, and realistically, we couldn't do that right now. No. But. We might not ever be able. To. Yeah, we might not ever be able to do it, but it's dreaming together and just having. You know, we did that as kids. You know, like. When I get married, I'm gonna marry a tall, dark, handsome guy that makes me laugh. Wow, poof, it came true. You know, like. <laughs> right. I mean, so silly little things. And I, I, I don't know. You still make me laugh. You didn't make always me laugh. make me laugh, but you make me laugh. That's because oh, you didn't like me. I didn't like you, I'm sorry. I know you didn't. But I was in a dark place. I didn't even like myself. And that's another thing. Ah, I, I there think, you hit a button. Yeah, like if you, you don't may like not yourself. like yourself. You may be overweight. You may yeah. be, you have no confidence in yourself. Well, that's when you have to change. Yeah. Start exercising. Start changing your, start, stop listening to the music you're listening to. I don't, what is it that's making you that way and keeping you in that? Is yeah. it another family? Is it your family? Is it, is it, that's where you gotta break barriers. Yeah. If you gotta, you gotta constantly compete with each other. If you start getting in shape, well then, I need to start getting in shape. Cause I can't have you in shape and then I start feeling bad about myself and well, my confidence I, level is low. Like you, 
whatever yeah, it is. That's the way you think because even when you were your heaviest, you were so self-conscious about how you looked, and I didn't care. That was how you felt about yourself. Well, yeah. So that could have added to a lot of our problems too back then. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Well, no, I'm sure it did. Yeah, and I mean, um, at a 36 waist. Who cares? That's big. If I was still kissing you and loving you, who cares? That's your problem. You didn't like yourself. I I didn't like that you didn't like yourself. That was what was unattracted to me. But otherwise, I didn't care what you looked like. I still wanted you. Listen, it's also keeping out of uh, situations that would put you there. I think at the end of the day, almost everyone is vulnerable. If I... I doubt 100%, but let, let's say a guy goes, whatever, he's on the road, right? He's on the road. And he goes to, whatever, he, uh, he goes to a restaurant and they go, you want to, and he ends up uh, sitting there and all of a sudden he drank a little too much and he's just, he's had a little too much to drink. And now, uh, Either lady cross at the end of the bar or uh, the bartender or waitress starts going, Oh, what do you do? What are you in town for? Oh, you're so... Oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. And then he start, she starts pumping his freaking ego. Mm -hmm. And you start going, Well, I never got that time. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. And I'm not going to... And she's like, Oh, well, I'm married. Oh, and then it turns into that. Like, I don't... Yeah, how does that... But you gotta avoid that. So stay out of that. Yeah. As soon as you feel it coming, get out of it. You know what? This was exciting. <laughs> um, Time to go home. A lot of trouble can happen from here on end. Well, it's like that song. If I have another, I might not be going home alone. Oh, what song I, is that? I, I don't really like it, but um, that. Uh, honey, I'm good. I'll have another. I don't know the words. <laughs> That's that's a bam 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 bam. Is that song? Yeah. I I never if you listen to the words, he's like, yeah. If I have another, I'm not going to be going home alone. And and but he was good at home. And like, so why are you even at the freaking bar? Well, who knows? I mean, <laughs> it can be you know whatever. But yeah, I get that too. And I think that can happen to anybody. Even somebody that can happen to anybody. Even, even somebody who's still totally in love with their partner. Right. And right. I, like, I think you're absolutely right. Like, don't put yourself in circumstances that. If you know you, that extra drink is going to bring you there, yeah, well, if you don't have total then. self control and total control over your demons. Like, don't go there. Gosh, I hope. Or, I, hope I tell the kids that. Well, no, no, no. I tell. I tell. Yeah. I had this conversation with the other day. I'm like, listen. With no matter, yeah. yeah. What, what, whatever your relationship is, with whatever whoever you're with. Don't ever use alcohol as an excuse because yeah. you already had a little predetermination in your head. Of what? Yeah, absolutely. And then you use that to be the excuse. That makes me nuts too when people start using that as an excuse. Yeah. No, yeah. There's, a, there's a moment when you know, all right, this is going to end bad. Yeah. Let's, uh, it's over. This was fun. It's over. As I'm on the way to the airport to leave you for a week <laughs> <laughs> to sunny yeah, Florida. Really <laughs> oh, I wish it was gone. I hope that anybody that has that 
circumstance, even if you're on the way right now to a circumstance that may turn into something you fantasize about but would never do, I suggest By the way, the turn, fan- yeah. turn the car around and go see a movie. The fantasies never, ever, ever turn out the way you visualize them in your head. Yeah. Ever. Yep. And ever. Ever. And no matter what, no matter what, you always get caught. Yeah. It may happen right away. It may happen months. It may happen years. Eventually, you will get caught. It's that simple. Yes. Next week, we're going to talk about forgiveness. (laughs) (laughs) Marriage warriors. (laughs) Cling. Cling, cling, cling. I love you, monkey. I love you too, honey. So, no, no, honey, I'm good. I can have another, but I probably should not. I got somebody at home, and if I stay, I might not leave alone. And now, insurance-minded speeches from Geico. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the Geico app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the Geico app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Let's talk about the first week of the Mets. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not too concerned. I went to spring training, and I thought Cespedes was really heavy, like really heavy. I, I'm talking. He packed on 25 to 30 obvious pounds. At least that's what it looked like to me. I could be wrong, but. And again, I can care less as long as he kills the ball. I can care less. He's not going to match what he did last year. I think that's obvious. I think that was lightning in a bottle. I think that was the excitement, the adrenaline of being on a new team uh, contract year. There was a lot going on that, that last year. Neil Walker, I like the way Neil Walker looks. I like the way the infield looks. Noah Syndergaard may be... He may be our future Tom Seaver. I don't think I've ever said that about anyone. I He may be the Dwight Gooden without the mess. He may be that kid. He may be that guy in all of baseball. I'm really curious to see how DeGrom does again. I love DeGrom. Harvey is Harvey. He's going to be good. He's going to have spotty times when he's not good. So excited to see Bartolo Colon. He was lights out. This week, I thought the Mets pitched impeccable. They were phenomenal. You know, you could say Harvey lost um, a game or two. He's 0-2, but I I don't think the record really shows who Harvey is. Harvey picked, I thought he pitched well in both games. You can't win games without scoring runs. I will say that. Their offense scares me. I... You know, last year, I, I wasn't a fan of the lineup. And then eventually it showed that it works. With David Wright batting second and Granderson first. I couldn't stand Granderson. 
that first. And then it turned out to be one of the most genius things you could have done. Granderson will get going. He's a great ball player. He's a great human. Duda. I... I don't, I don't need him hit big home runs, but it'd be nice just seeing him starting to just hit. Just get on base. hit the Become a threat. Become a threat. Hit the balls to dead center. Hit the ball to left center. Hit. Just get on base. Become a threat. Conforto. I'd like to see him batting third, to be honest with you. I'd like to see Conforto third. Cespedes fourth, Duda fifth, David Wright sixth, Neil Walker second. That that's now who am I? I'm nobody. I'm not Terry Collins. I mean, I'm talking like a fan, like you are. But wouldn't it be nice to see Granderson, Walker, Conforto, Cespedes, Duda, Wright, Darno? And then whoever you're playing at shortstop there. I mean, that, to me, I, I'd like to see how that lineup rolls. You know, I don't know. What, Conforto batting six, fifth. I, no. Neil Walker fifth? He's not a fifth batter. He's, he's a number two. Get him on. He's scrappy. He makes contact. Get him... Get him number two. Get Conforto. He's contact. Let him. That's just me. I'm. I think that. I think that lineup excites me a lot more. But again, we're one week into it. They lost against teams clearly they should have beaten. And again, maybe they're just they're, they're trying too hard. It's early. They haven't found the rhythm of who they are. Who knows? Uh, but I'm not. I'm not panicked. And I know people. I know people kind of. They get all up on Terry Collins for playing like he was panicked. I got news for you. As a fan, don't you kind of feel the same way? I th- I felt the way Terry felt. Sorry, I hate to tell you that, but let's not. I don't care if it's the work first week. Do you want to start off the season two wins and six losses, and four of those six losses are against the Marlins? And the Phillies? Yeah, no, I want that win. I praise Terry Collins. I'm not sure if he should have brought in Henderson. I mean, the poor guy pitched 30-something pitches the the night before. That's the only thing where I went, "Ah, I don't know if I would have brought him in. I don't know if I would have done that. But who am I? I'm just a guy who sits his ass down on a couch watching a game. I'm not a manager. I don't know coaches. I don't know players. So you got to remember, I'm just talking as a... Some people go, what would you do, Jim? What? I, I know you got excited with me doing the videos. I get excited doing the videos too, but I'm not a professional. Don't ever forget that. I'm just like you. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I, I, I'm not an insider. I, I, don't, I don't look at all the stats. I just watch the games and, and watch what's going on. But... I feel there was a little bit of a panic. I didn't want to go off the first week two and six. That would have been awful. Three and five is bad enough. But two and six against the Phillies and the Marlins? Get off Terry Collins' ass. 
that was a desperate game. I don't care what anyone says. So I kind of praised Terry for going, yeah, yeah, panic. We should stay ahead of the game. You got to remember that the the Washington Nationals are going to play like their lives depend on it this whole season. Don't blink an eye because they're going to be on your ass and we're going to be chasing them the whole season. Mark my word. They are a bad-ass team. They're badass. And the Marlins, they start they start getting pitching. They got a lineup too, pal. They got a lineup, my friends. Don't don't count them as dead. And we haven't even faced real teams yet. And who knows? Maybe this team needs a little competition. They played against the Royals like it was the World Series. They played against everyone else. Like they still haven't scored runs. Have they have they scored a lot of runs yet? No. They're looking like the first half Mets of last year, which is not a good sign right now. But we're in week one. We're in week one. All right? Let's start talking about this three weeks from now. But no, you do have to sit and go, we are the worst in hitting. We are the worst in scoring. We are the worst in home runs in the first week of baseball. You don't want to be the worst when you're the NL champs of anything. So yeah, I wouldn't say panic, but we needed that game. So get off Terry's ass for wanting to win that game. As I continue on to head to Arlington, Virginia, and then I hit the Long Island to promote my new record, my album, I think you're going to love it. It's family, it's, it's family hard rock and metal. And as Brian Johnson from ACDC on one of the songs and Oh, man, we'll get into that whole thing, too. We'll get into that one the next one. I'm sorry I had a little layoff, but I wanted to wait to the first season of baseball and really get back into my podcast, The Mets, Jim Brewer, The Mets, and more. Don't forget I have another podcast, and that is called The Metal in Me. You don't have to be into metal to listen to it. A lot of it is me with the group. Um, We're married guys. We get into that stuff. We play a lot of game show stuff. It's funny. Some of it's really belly laughing funny. I do a lot of impressions on there. Check one out. You know, if you like it, you like it. You don't, you just don't listen. It's not a big ordeal to me. So I'm off to Arlington, Virginia for the two shows tonight. Two shows tomorrow night. One show on Long Island on Saturday. And then I'm heading to Michigan for a week. I'm going to California for a couple shows. Just go to officialjimbrewer.com. Hit the tour date. See where I'm coming. And pre-order. If you like rock and you want to support me, It'd be huge if you pre-order my record. Just go on my website, and all the pre-orders are there. You can listen to one song. There'll be a video up really soon. We just finished um, filming two videos, and they're really funny. One is called Thrash, which is a song about whenever my family isn't home, I give myself a concert. And the other one is called Old School, which uh, is just going to be a great rock song. Thanks for listening to me, Jim Brewer, the Mets and more, the Mets for obvious reasons, and the more, the more of my real personal life. And I hope to hear any comments you have on my Facebook page about the podcast, and I hope we have a good season, whether we win or not. Let's just make it exciting. Thanks for listening. Take care, if anyone's listening. 
Insurance-minded speeches from Geico. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the Geico app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the Geico app. Look it in the mouth. Get amazing services. Thank you.